Welcome back to the Pet Cash Pod. This is your host, Andrew Pet Cash. As always, I really appreciate you tuning in. I have a great time doing these on Sunday and another great week of stories and insights, news, uh, updates, company stuff from the uh, business of athletes, sports technology, and also NIL. The only housekeeping item I have this week is uh, I'm happy to announce that I've joined Lens of Sport as an advisor to their company. Uh, Shout out to Hani Saeed. I know he's listening. He's a CEO and uh, co-founder of it. But essentially what they're doing is creating courses at organi- at uh, universities. So their first one is at UCLA and it's all around like entrepreneurship and, uh, and but mostly in sports. It's an incredible team of very highly uh, accomplished people. So, so I mean, it's quite an honor to be able to join them and, and I have all that kind of info on my LinkedIn if you're interested in learning more. Uh, I have some other cool stuff in the works that I'll announce here probably in mid-July, but uh, let's hop right into it today. So getting us started, a moment of gratitude, a feel-good sports story of the week. So uh, back before Title IX, there was 294,000 girls participating in high school sports, and just 15 of NCAA athletes were women. But today, uh, thanks to Title IX, we have about 3.4 million, so up from 294,000 uh, girls competing in high school sports. And instead of just 15%, we now have 40, it's about 46% of college athletes are women. Um, and uh, it, it's continued to increase. I, mean, I have an article coming out tomorrow, uh, breaking more of that down. I think it's some pretty interesting stuff about just the woman's world and college sports and the business and the money kind of going into it. But uh, with that said, let's hop right into the business of athletes, which first story, hopping right into a Title IX in women's uh, sports issue, which is FINA, F-I-N-A. They're the world governing body for swimming. They have voted to effectively ban transgender women from participating in women's sporting competitions. And uh, it was a 71% uh, approval vote, so pretty landslide on that. And you have to compete according to... uh, your gender identity or sex at assigned at birth. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more coming out of this over the next year or two years as that kind of all gets worked out and and we'll kind of see what happens on that front. But uh, a little better story in the business of athletes, Malcolm Jenkins. He's a former uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, um, one with the Saints. He's a cornerback on the defensive side. He announced last week that he is joining New Liberty Distillery as a board member and investor. And basically what this distillery is trying to do is create a new whiskey blend that is made exclusively from ingredients sourced from black and brown farmers. Um, So cool development there. Nick Kyrgios, he's a tennis star from Australia. He's uh, real flamboyant, plays with a lot of heart and energy as as we can say it nicely. he butts heads with a lot of people in tennis. But anyway, he's a great marketable athlete. He's joined forces with Naomi Osaka and is the first player to sign with her new sports agency. And uh, yeah, well, let's let's head to the next one. Scotty Scheffler, he, you might remember him. He won the Masters earlier this year in golf. He There's seven weeks left of the PGA Tour, and he's already beat the record for the most earnings in a year, and it's totaling $13 million. Um, and, and you might have seen also the PGAs up in a lot of their uh, potential earnings, which they kind of have to do because of Live Golf 
and all the money they're throwing around. But what's crazy is Scotty, you know, had the best year ever in PGA Tour history, basically in terms of earnings, and he earned 13 mil. And then you got guys going to live, and they're getting paid 125 million just to play in the event. So golf, a lot of uh, shifting and and maneuvering going around there. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Next up, we got Anthony Joshua. He's a British heavyweight boxer. He's announced a partnership with this company called Dazen, D-A-Z-N, and he's also acquired a stake in the sports streaming platform. And that leads us to Cristiano Ronaldo. He joined Binance, which is a crypto exchange, and uh, he announced it on Instagram, and he has, I'm almost positive, the most followers in the world. He has like one-sixteenth of the entire population follows him on Instagram. So uh, good, good marketing push there. Uh, but let's head over to NIL and college sports. The number two NBA draft pick uh, last week was Chet Holgram um, from Gonzaga. And uh, they, he was just talking at an event. And uh, they were asking him because he was one of the first athletes or one and done college players to also have the ability to make money off NIL. And he was just saying basically it was implemented on the fly and they need a universal rule book and it needs to be fair for everyone and the same for everyone. So uh, good to see some of those guys uh, speak up. But at the end of the day, end of the day, he was taken care of and he was fine. And, and he's probably going to make about close to $20 million contract for signing into the NBA. So uh, he, uh, yeah, he had deals with Topps, Bozy, and Yahoo Sports were his main ones while in college. So it'll be interesting to see if those carry over into the NBA. In the latest, uh, some legal stuff, Johnson versus the NCAA. It's basically a case arguing that uh, college athletes should be paid at least as much as their work-study classmates. And the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, they've uh, been submitting amiscus briefs to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit. And basically they're urging the uh, appellate court to reverse the U.S. District Judge's ruling and uh, because they do not want to be paying their athletes um, understandably because it'd be essentially a minimum wage in the NCAA, how they're basically getting around it. From what I understand, I'm not a lawyer. I'm sure there's people listening that understand this way better than me, but essentially there's like a slavery loophole and that's how they get around not paying a lot of these college athletes, not even like a minimum wage uh, salary. But on a more positive note, the Ohio State Buckeyes released some stuff and they are ranked number one in NIL compensation and also the number of athletes with at least one NIL deal. On that front, though, the Texas Longhorns at UT, they, uh, they announced that so far in one year, they had 154 Longhorns seal 418 NIL deals for a total of over $2 million. So pretty incredible to see some of these guys really get taken care of. But uh, with that said... Over half the deals were just from football athletes, like number of deals, so like about 100 football athletes, and they raked in a little under a million dollars. So basically half of it was all football, and believe it or not, uh, softball had the second highest at UT, and uh, men's basketball and volleyball also did all right. And uh, Title title uh, 9, 50th anniversary this last week. In honor of it, Bumble, which is a dating app, and it's mainly around like the female athletes swiping left and right on uh, male participants, they signed 50 college athletes to help them promote it 
um, and be ambassadors on their campus as well. And the last section of the week, sports technology slash sports business. Not a ton of stories, but uh, a few nonetheless. So a company by the name of Stage, what they're essentially doing is trying to digitize sports and bring performance-oriented match and training analysis. Uh, They've been backed with 8.5 million pounds. Not quite sure what that translates to in USD. But anyway, the, the investment comes from Dortmund, which is a uh, one of the top uh, professional soccer teams in Germany. FIFA and FIFA Pro, they are they're basically launching this new service to detect hate speech on social media during international tournaments, and uh, it will be in place for the uh, Men's World Cup in Qatar starting this uh, November. Sports gambling guides. They uh, represent nearly 1,000 social media content creators and influencers, has earned $2 million in funding as online gaming continues to be legalized. Uh, that space is, I, I'm going to, you'll, in a couple weeks when I'm launching some more stuff of what I'm doing, and uh, you'll see, but like sports betting, crypto blockchain web three, and esports are getting insane amounts of uh, funding recently, which uh, I mean, just kind of following the money. It's where we're going a little bit. So uh, trying to keep you up to date on that stuff. But anyway, well, speaking of that, esports, Indian fantasy esports gaming startup Fan Clash is uh, trying to now go global with their expansion after they raised $40 million in uh, funding. It was a Series B. And uh, yeah, it was led by Alpha Wave Global and Sequoia Capital India. But essentially, the game allows users to create fantasy teams comprising of esports athletes, and uh, you can win prizes and you know rewards and all this stuff. But uh, I honestly need to start playing these games or asking like my little cousins or people involved because this stuff is growing like crazy, and uh, there must be you know some real traction there. But anyway, Michael Rubin selling his stake in the Philadelphia 76ers. He had a 10% stake. But uh, he says it's a conflict of interest because of his business with Fanatics. So not quite sure what's going on there. I'm sure, obviously, like anything, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. But Fanatics been absolutely crushing it this year. Bought like tops, done a bunch of cool stuff as they kind of go from apparel and the physical world into the digital world with like NFTs and and whatever else he's got uh, cooking up. But interesting story there. And last one of the week, Acer Ventures. They invested in Sponex Tech, which is an AI-powered sports broadcasting software. And believe it or not, it's uh, based in the, in Qatar. So um, it's what they do is immersive replays from the perspective of on-field players during matches, which makes sense. So hopefully we'll see this a little bit during the World Cup in the fall. But anyway, as always, thanks for listening today. This was Andrew Petcash. Uh, cool article coming tomorrow morning on uh, title nine and just women's sports in general and then on wednesday i have something super cool that that i think you're all really going to enjoy i have what it's going to be kind of multifaceted. it's going to be a podcast interview that you can listen to but also an article that breaks down some stuff a little bit more and the uh two young gentlemen that are crushing the nil world will also be providing a bunch of resources for brands and athletes alike to uh to uh, learn and be educated, and you'll see what I mean. It all makes sense, but looking forward to that. 
And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk tomorrow. Peace.